Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Illumineers Quest podcast, where we talk everything Lorcana. I'm Zach. And I'm Jacob. Thanks for coming on this journey with us. Okay, this is a long time coming. This is the end of season one of the podcast. We got chapter two. Here we go, man. This is the end of season one, the chapter two preview episode, season two preview episode, as we move on to Rise of the Floodborne that releases Friday, and the new set, and everything that's coming with us. Goodbye season one, hello season two. A lot of, lot of juicy stuff continues to release. We continue to get more and more hype, and so we'll go over some of the new releases. I think we'll talk about like specifically the decks we've built now and what we plan on playing. A lot of that's pretty flushed out at this point. And yeah, just like what we're excited for. You know, A lot of the changes, what we think will make it fresh and everything, and, and kind of go from there. So with that said, uh, let's get into it. So as always, if you, you know, are interested in our content and want to follow us in other places, you can follow us on TikTok at Illumineers Quest. YouTube at Illumineers Quest, uh, Twitter at Lorconapod. You can also email us at Lorconapod at gmail.com. And if you are listening or watching on YouTube, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, any of the other major podcast network. So also, quick shout out. I want to say this right now. If you are listening to this, you already missed the first one, but we are doing a test live stream right after recording this to do a couple box openings. On Friday, the release day for Rise of the Floodborne, we are doing a live stream of everything we open. So all of our boxes, all of our troves, the Disney 100 collector set, we are opening it all live on stream. So if you want to follow along with us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel at uh, Illumineers Quest on YouTube, like I just mentioned. So that'll be fun next week as well, or the end of this week as well. Okay, so questions and comments from listeners. I, I don't have anything specific this week, but I do just want to like shout out our community that we've started to build and everything because there's a ton of people that have been hyping us up recently, and so I just kind of want to give the listeners a shout out. We appreciate all of that so much. To, to have a, a little bit of a feeling that we're growing a community here is, is absolutely incredible. Yeah, so Dylan K on YouTube has been commenting like five times on every YouTube podcast episode it's incredible that's awesome that's dylan we really appreciate it uh vicky on twitter is always or on x is always super active as well and always commenting and 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 around for the the content so we love that as well and then adam has always been around and and asked a bunch of questions and i think he's emailed us once and um, asked a bunch of questions on x as well and so again thanks for thanks for the community and building and you know the interaction and everything it makes our time here creating this a lot more enjoyable and yes. so we really appreciate it and we really appreciate the the support and everything that goes along with it so nothing specific but we just wanted to give a, an appreciation moment post for everybody that has been along this journey with us because it's been a really fun ride and as we again close this book on chapter one slash season one going into season chapter two be a lot of fun yep. okay I second what you say <laughs> <laughs> that's an easy way to do it so okay Card of the week. This is a, a standard bit here, but it's new because chapter two preview, first chapter two card. All card right. of the week. And this is a card we have not discussed yet. This is Alice Growing Girl. Brand new one off the press. I cannot argue with that because that's one I really want to talk about today. So it's a three cost, inkable and sapphire, uh, one strength, four willpower, one, uh, one lore, and it has two abilities. First one is good advice. Your other characters gain support. So all your other characters on the board gain support. And then her other ability, what did I do, is it says, while this character has 10 strength or more, she gets plus 4 lore, so she'll quest for 5. Yeah, so that's insane. That is 
absolutely ridiculous. Um, it is a legendary. I will say that. Um, I believe it's the first legendary we've gotten for Sapphire, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. I think we've gotten a bunch of super rares with Cogsworth mm -hmm. and Grand Pabby and a couple others, but I'm pretty sure you're right on that one, yeah. Um, but the, when I first saw this card, it, it took my dad like 50 minutes for me to explain him the card, <laughs> but uh, it, it's uh, it's incredible really oh i love it too i don't i don't want to get too much into it right now because that's one that i really want to talk about because in the what we're going to play what we're excited about section that was a big topic that i had oh my bad no <laughs> you're not stealing thunder that's like a good preview okay like we're, we're, uh, okay we're, that's a jumping off point to stick around to it's continue a, to hear segue yeah segue. it's a segue into what we're going to continue on with in the future because that's a a big one that i really like as well i think it gives a lot of possibilities. So it, here's here's the preview that I'll get for it. One, I think it's an incredible, just like alone, the support that it gives to everybody else. If you have even one or two other characters on the board, like that alone can really help you take down stronger opponents and and make the the impossible task of like clearing off the board a little bit more possible because you know it grants more willpower to everybody. But two. It's a massive target because of the you know gaining lore ability kind of like you get from Bell, but three, like it just makes it a massive target. I think there's just so many like so many dynamics to having that card on the board that it just is really really cool. And there's so many different ways you can play it. I think it can be super aggro with the three costs, and we'll get into that in a little bit in a minute. But um, yeah, I, I think it's an incredible incredible card. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that one too. Absolutely, that's why that's why I brought it up. Um, just super exciting, legendary. That's a low-cost legendary, which is even more exciting. But, uh, yeah, that's... I mean, we'll get into it a little bit more later in the episode, but that's what I have to say on it right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay, so recap what's on our mind um, and any news. I think the news is all around Chapter 2 again. Like, we're right around the corner, and there just continues to be release after release. And so without going into too much of that right now, because, again, that's the main topic of today, I think we had to talk about, like, League Night this week. A lot, a lot went on. Yeah, so. I mean, really, a good night for... For everybody. For everybody. Yeah. Um, so there, we got our, our reprints shipped in the night of the League Night yep. season season one finale, I guess you Which, could call it. Yeah, for anybody that follows us on X, I definitely posted about that the second we found out that was going to happen and said, restock's coming, we will have more cards to open finally. Because yep. we haven't opened like this many cards since the release weekend. No, we have not. So um, that's the, the, the entry piece, but mm -hmm. the really... Like detailed version of that is, you and your family were extremely late to get said boxes, were you not? Yes, we were. Um, we, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very uh, stressful time. I'll say that. Okay, so let's put it this way. Um, I got there like twenty five minutes before they were going to start selling the boxes or giving them out to people. They had nineteen available. I was ninth in line, so not that many left. Um, by the time Jake got there, there were 23 people there. And they did say this was one per person. Yes. That, I forgot that. Yes. So the one per person piece, like that's a big one. One per person. Um, luckily for us, or I guess luckily, unluckily, I would have hoped that the store would have prioritized people that had come at least like twice to the league mm -hmm. to play, but they didn't. However, I have to give a big shout out to all of the community that we have been playing with at the store because... Three of the members, or two of the members had everything from chapter one that they wanted, and so they didn't want a box. And so 
they were willing to use their place in line to let us, yourself, me, yourself, and your brother get boxes. And then a third member was hoping to get more Rise of the Floodborne next week, and so he didn't want to spend the money on another box. And so we were able to get three boxes from the members that we have been playing with for the past three months. And so it was cool to just have, you know, build those relationships and have that pay off and really have a good, strong connection with everybody and be able to, to get the boxes when we otherwise wouldn't have been able to. I mean, I, I couldn't thank those those individuals enough. Yeah. Um, really came through for all of us, um, my dad, my brother, and me. Um, we were all able to open some Lorcana together um, because of them. So just, that's really just goes to say how strong, you know, this community can be. And um, how much we've talked about, like, how good our local scene is or how, like, nice everybody is. Um, yeah, I mean, super, it was a super, it, it was unfortunate that we couldn't have got it ourselves, but it was a super incredible, like, just cool moment. Yeah, and I think to put the feather in the cap, your brother opened something. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel bad about telling you this, and I never want to tell them that got the boxes. Like, I never want to tell them what he pulled. Nah, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, you always feel terrible. I'm always happy. Like, it's, it, it's not a big deal. Like... He opened, is it a bell, right? He bell opened Enchanted Bell. So yep. um, I don't think we've talked about this, but your brother is just apparently the, the pole wizard. Yep, except for Pokemon celebrations, uh, he has the crown on everything else. That's, like, yeah, insane. Everything else. So anyways, yeah, so we've got one Enchanted from the polls. Um, we're opening two boxes on our test live stream on YouTube mm-hmm. in like 20 minutes. And so we are maybe get another one, maybe not. We'll find out. We will see. Um, that being said, we also ended the league and we had the recaps of everything. Um, I was lucky enough to finish second overall. Yeah. So that was fun. I got all three pins now. I have the Ariel, the Scar, and the Lorcana league pin. So mm-hmm. really, really pumped about that. I have a play set now of promo Mickey's, Detective Mickey card. So that's crazy. Um, and then, yeah, you and your brother both got pins and promos as well. The the main pin. Um, yeah. All three of us left with the, 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 maybe one of the main reasons I played League besides like getting to know the game and the people in the community was to Those get the pins. pins. Those pins were crazy. Um, and I was luckily lucky enough to get one um i tell i tell my brother like he's like i got one too so i got mine from skill he got his from luck <laughs> i just want to point that out there um there was a, a top eight just eight, say you uh, what place did you end up in? top top eight in the league got the pin the main lorcana pin i was eight okay well. um and then everyone else get, it was like a raffle random random raffle for the extra the ninth one my brother won that yeah and you ended up in eighth after missing a month too so. yeah yeah, I w- so that's solid performance there. Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I tell my brother, I got mine from skill. You got yours from luck. Oh, I I will never let him love that one down either. Yeah. Um, did he get his a whole new world playset? We didn't. We haven't talked about. That. I'm not just genuinely asking you that because you haven't told me yet. Uh, from his polls, yes, he did. Okay. He's got it. Um, and then I think he got even one more giant fairy that okay, he cool. needed. Cool. So, um, he's got that going. Yeah. So I think that kind of wraps up. We also we didn't mention here, but um. We might have a little bit of a, our first special guest on the, the main the main portion of this episode coming in here pretty shortly. So first guest, one of our good buddies that has played with us a couple times, incredible artist. 
will be fun incredible to, artist. Will be fun to have him come in here and talk about his uh, his journey with us. I'm looking forward to that. He's a Lorcana player a little bit himself, so uh, yeah. I'm he uh, also, I guess, I think it's worth noting he created the logo and all of our artwork for us. Yes, he did. That's so, huge. Massive yeah. shout out to uh, Spencer slash Spencer 3D on um, on X slash Twitter. Go follow him if you like cool art because he's a fantastic uh, digital artist. So with that being said, yeah, let's get into the main topic. And Spencer, thanks for joining us. Alrighty. Okay, so main topic again. We're doing chapter two preview stuff. So what we're excited for, how it's kind of changing the game, what we're you know what we're going to play a little bit, and get Spencer's opinion as well since he's here hanging out with us. So I know you're not near as into it as we are necessarily because we eat, sleep, and breathe this, but. What have you paid attention to? What have you seen? And what are you most excited for? Well, I went through the uh, the app the other day and scrolled through all the new cards. And I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to Amber. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, right? me too. I mean, we're going for the Royals. So <laughs> I think we're all, all excited for Amber. Yeah, so Amber, the, the new Rapunzel that draws off of people's healing... Like, that's insane, right? Like, anytime you get healed. Um, have you seen Grand Pabby? Did you pay attention to Grand Pabby? I, I did not notice that one. Okay, so Grand Pabby is a Sapphire card. He is seven cost, uninkable. Um, his, like, big thing, though, is that he gets lore off of people's healing. So, his Grand Pabby's ability is you get two lore for every time you heal someone. So. Yeah. I mean, that's. Brings uh, a lot of how, what am I looking for? Uh, good healing, like good item cards that weren't necessarily used. Yeah, so I mean, I guess yeah. So the the actual ability is ancient insight, and it says whenever you remove one or more damage from one of your characters, gain two lore. Mm -hmm. So imagine giant tink comes in, you know, deals damage to three characters on your board. You play Grand Pabby since he's on the board. That ability is then active, and you have Dinglehopper and, I don't know, Coconut Basket or Gumbo, which will hear two characters. Like, you can get six lore for not having to do anything or exert your characters or put them in danger or anything. And so you can get the lore and then challenge to help clear their board off and still get lore. So do you not play Cogsworth? You don't play Cogsworth in No, that because you want damage to be done. Yeah. I thought that initially. If you have the resist one, then that reduces the amount that they can deal to you. And so you want that in there, for sure. So I guess since we're, I mean, since we're on this and the healing, you know, that's so one of the decks that. So I've got two main decks that I'm going with. I kind of mentioned this in the, in the start, but the second deck is, Grand Pabby centric with a lot of Amber healing. So you have Dinglehopper, which heals one person for one damage, which is really all you need, because you're just trying to do a little bit of healing every turn. Then you have Gumbo Pot, which removes one damage from two characters. So again, there's three damage you can remove from three different characters turn of. You have Jasmine Queen of Agrabah, which can remove two damage from every character when she quests. And so theoretically, if you have three characters with two damage apiece, Dinglehopper heals one off of one, the Gumbo Pot heals two one off of the other two, and then Jasmine heals the other heals them all three again. So that's like twelve lore from one turn. Yeah, you just if you're playing against Grand Pappy, you have to take him out instantly, hundred like percent. But the, but that's the thing though is he has technically an on play ability because yep. you can do all of that in one turn and there's nothing they can do about it. Yep. So, 
that's my second deck is very and to to go back to where you started there is to is to have a bunch of amber and to have a bunch of healing and I think the other cool card which I don't know if you paid attention to or not was the queen from amber that has the the shift ability because she's floodborne but it also is whenever you whenever this character quests um, chosen opposing character gets minus four strength and chosen character gets plus four strength so yeah I did see that one that one definitely. Definitely looks like it's going to be a good card. Yeah, so I, th- I think, you know, Amber is very lacking in its challenging ability. It has a little bit of support with, like, the Maximus Palace Horse. But having this that can activate with that support every turn, I think, is really, really powerful. So, I'll go back to our, our card of the day And that's why I that's why I said oh, this one next, okay. is because it ties into his and the Amber, but it also ties in to what you talked about and that. So, go for it. So... With our card of the day, uh, Growing Girl Ariel, I think is what they is the is that what it is? Um, let me look it up real quick. But yeah, just quick recap on that one. And um, so she gives everyone on the board support. So correct. She evil queen or queen will gain support, but she also in her ability gives four plus four strength to someone. So she can technically give Alice Growing Girl. Eight strength, and so that puts her at nine, just off of the queen. Mm-hmm. That's pretty insane. So she only needs ten. So all you have to do is have one other card on the board, yep. and she has the ten she needs. And being three cost, like she's she's just a massive problem way earlier on. Because Bell, to get to ten ink, like I know that you can you can ramp with Sapphire pretty quick, and so you can get there probably six or seven turns. So it's not ten turns. But Alice, conceivably, turn four, you can have that ability activate and being able to quest for five. Yep. So I think she's way stronger than Belle. Yes, for sure. I agree. And Amber has all the bodyguards. So you're going to be able to... Has a few really good bodyguards. So you can and Aurora them. in Sapphire to protect her from direct uh, direct removal, too, if, yep. if it gets to that point where you need to. So I, I think that Alice is going to go in that deck because the Sapphire... Amber healing deck I have had the queen in it to begin with, and I had a few open slots. And I think I think if I get Alice, I think that's going to fill it because I think it gives you early on threats, but then it ramps you into Pabby to finish the game with the healing. Any thoughts, Spencer? <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. <laughs> so yeah, so that that's where we kind of wanted to go with that one. I think it's going to be a really, really, really annoying card. The four willpower is going to. Keep her alive from smashes. It's going to make you have to grab your swords twice. Mm-hmm. It's going to so it's going to require a lot of direct removal to get her off the board. And with the healing that you will inevitably have with Amber and the Dinglehopper potentially on the board already, like you can just sit there in early game, heal her a little bit to keep that alive and keep going, um, and, and make it even more annoying to remove. So yeah, so I, I, I talked a lot about what I'm going to play now. So what what's your main what's your your main deck and I your think, main style here. I think I might have hinted at it earlier in the episode and past episodes, but uh, Grand Duke Royals deck. Yeah, is... so we, we've definitely talked about it a little bit, but it's definitely more fleshed out now just because there's been more characters and more cards revealed. Yeah, if you want to so, fill air real quick, I'll look at my specific deck I'm working on. Yeah, right so the, the Grand Duke is um, a, a card that's two cost and amber that adds one strength to every king, queen, prince, and, qu- prince and princess. And there's a bunch, a bunch of them in Amber and Steel. And so it's Amber Steel. And then 
basically you just play Grand Duke and are able to challenge your till your heart's content because all of them are gonna have a bunch of strength from from Grand Duke. So I've got I've got one non royal character in there. Actually two. Lilo is in the deck. I, I put her little, in little aggro play. Put her in because I've got a few I've got what, two bodyguards? So I put her in just just there. Um and then Li Shang, I put him in as a non royal. Um just because basically building up Cinderella to be the the biggest challenge. There's a ton of evasion evasion that's coming in too, so the more you know, having having a way to deal with that with Li Shang is always gonna be a good good idea. Yep, for sure. Um I've got Moana, let me see that of Montanui. Um so she can ready Cinderella again, can challenge. Um and if Cinderella ever gets damaged, I've got uh, Cinderella gentle and kind to help her out and I've also got uh, Rapunzel gifted with healing yep um, and then a bunch of songs <clears throat> I've got Grab Your Sword Holy World which you have those songs because Cinderella can challenge readied characters yep. when a song is played so I might work the new Mulan Floodborne into this deck at some point because she can play a free song yeah I might work her in there's gotta be a way to like you know, and I, you obviously you can't use Ursula's Cauldron because that's Amethyst with mm-hmm. this deck specifically. But I think there's a way to potentially sift through the deck a little bit to get yes. some of the songs. But um, okay, so yeah, there's there's kind of our decks. I talked a little bit about the Prince John discard stuff, and I want to get to that a little bit um, in a second. But um, with that said, have you looked at like the new mechanics, like the resist we talked about? I have not. Okay, so resist is the like the newest change to like the mechanics of the game. Um, it is basically what resist says is it reduces the damage that you take in a challenge by a given amount. So most of them have resist one, which means if you only take one damage, then you take zero damage. The Cinderella, the big Cinderella that he has in his deck that he's talking about, it has resist two. And then there are certain items and actions that will allow you to grant resist to other characters or to your card for that, for a given turn. So it is. Characters with resist are really strong against early game characters. Mm-hmm, um, sure. I know you ha- again. You haven't played as much as we have, but you know mm-hmm. that that changes the dynamic because yeah, it it doesn't allow you to challenge in low cost characters into your big characters late game. I mean, with Cer- Cinderella, she's a challenge card, and sh- she can live for a long time with resist plus two. Yeah, I mean, maybe three challenges. And and throw some healing in there, and you're good to go. Alive for a, a, a quite a while. Draw some cards by healing with Rapunzel. <laughs> um, I mean, hopefully that's what I'm going for. In theory, that's what I'm going for. But uh, yeah, okay. And then so I'll, I'll want to talk about my other deck. I've I've touched on it a little bit, but I think this will be some fun to get your take on it too, because it could be incredibly annoying. But so Prince John is the other strategy that I definitely want to work around, which is. The discard strategy of whenever your opponent discards a card, you get to draw a card, and so you cause misfortune to your opponents mm-hmm. and gain from misfortune, kind of you know like Prince John wants to do, I suppose. Yeah, that's not <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yeah, so so here here's kind of my thoughts on the Prince John deck I've built. He's gonna be the most hated player in league. We we, we definitely said that. So it's a it's an emerald. Um, amber deck so again we're cent- we're centered around amber and the reason behind that is is you have lanterns to make you not have to ink as much because there's not a ton of card draw if John gets taken off the board um, but there's sudden chill which is a song you can sing so you don't have to use your ink to play it but it's just each opponent discards a card so 
they discard a card, you gain a card on that turn, and that's a two cost card, so you can either play it on turn two or sing it on turn three, and then you also have the You Have Forgotten Me, which is an amber already as well, which basically just says choose your opponent chooses and discards two cards. So imagine turn three they discard a card, turn four they discard two cards. Like you're really affecting their ability to ink and play because in those early turns, if you're not inking and playing, you're only doing one or the other. You're either building up your ink well, which is great, but then you don't have any cards to play or you're playing and you're not inking so you can't get to your big bodies. And then lastly, you might actually like this one a lot because I know you're a Big Ducks fan, is Daisy Duck, Secret Agent. And her ability is whenever she quests, each opponent chooses and discards a card. So imagine that you play her, or you've already done those other moves, so they don't have any cards, and you're playing Daisy. There's nothing they can do to get a card on the board because they don't have any in their hand. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, it's yeah. really annoying. So what, in general, I know not just specifically about this, the, like the strategy that I've kind of laid out, but what are your thoughts on the discard strategy and playing against something like that in general? Uh, it's probably going to be my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's a lot of sentiment on that in the community, like on online, but... Like what's the like what's the strategy to counter that? We haven't really talked from it from that angle. Like what do you do to counter that? I mean, there has to be is there just gonna be a straight up card your opponent can't discard cards from your hand? Like I, I don't no, know. No, there's there's not that we've seen. I mean, and the other one that I haven't even talked about yet is Bucky, who is the the squirrel squeak tutor from <laughs> from uh, Emperor's New Groove, who has ward and Prince John has ward too, so they can't be directly removed unless you exert them, which those cards are just meant to stay on the board and create havoc. And Bucky says whenever you play a Floodborne character, each opponent chooses and discards a card. So again, Bucky just sits on the board. He only has one strength, and so I guess if you throw down a Tinkerbell, then he gets taken off. But it's just going to be so annoying to deal with. So I, I would think the only thing that would be able to stop someone like Prince John would be with maybe someone like John Silver and give him Reckless. I but you can't... But he's got Ward. You can't do that. Oh, I guess you're... Completely... So you, you have well, to have... Well, does give everyone on the board Reckless? No, you have to specifically... So I've got... Because I've got John in my deck too and it says whenever you play this character and whenever he quests, chosen opposing character gains Reckless. Gotcha. Okay. So the only thing that you can really do is either Tinkerbell, Giant Fairy to do the damage which would take out Bucky... But Prince John has two, and so you'd have to do two Tinkerbells to take him out, which is, what, seven turns into the game? And by that time, he's already gone for four card removals. Mm-hmm. And then the other option is, like, what, be prepared? Are you going to just be prepared, Prince John? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Which is, you know, obviously, like, removes both of the cards, and so it, it's incredibly annoying. Like, I don't know how you deal with it. I mean, you know, I, I've kind of laid out all the, like, again, if somebody has ideas that's better at this game than we are... Like, how do you deal with that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, does super aggro, does that, like, cause you to, like, if you play Pascal, 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 and again, I like that, I know that's a very rare scenario, but you're going to have all the Pascals to begin with, but there's also the Mini that's, um, I think, uh, and Ruby that's evasive that's really cheap now. Like, do you just play cheap evasive characters to get on the board and keep questing fast so that even though they may only have three or four lore on the board, like you have to go do something about it to catch up because your idea has been to to disrupt them up until that point. 
Um, yeah, so Mini Mouse, Stylish Surfer is a three-cost evasive that quests for two. I don't know. I mean, like, is evasive slash aggro the play? Like, what else? What other option is there? I don't think there is one, like, at the moment. Unless, like, we haven't gotten a ton of, like, insane Ruby Chapter 2 yet um, announcements. I don't think so, really, either. So maybe that's kind of what we're going to get down the line? Could I, be. I don't know. Um but like to answer your question, there's not much. I don't think so either, and and I, I'm throwing this out there because I just you know I don't think my deck's perfect by any means that I've put together around Prince John. I'm sure there'll be some tweaking, but I I think it's a really 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 solid annoying strategy. Yeah. Um, okay, with that said, we've talked about this a little in the past, but I think it'll be cool to get Spencer's take on it. So in chapter one, you've played enough with us to understand mm -hmm. that you basically get lore from questing, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the only way really to get lore is to put your characters on the board and to quest in the next turn. The one real exception being Aladdin, Heroic Outlaw, which is, you know, when he challenges, you gain two lore, and banishes a character, you gain two lore, and your opponent loses two lore. So that's kind of the one exception to the rule these days. In Chapter 2, we've already talked about Grand Pabby that can get lore from healing. There's a new item called Sorcerer's Spellbook. That's an item, so it stays on the board. You can do it every turn, and it basically just says, exert use to gain one lore. So you get a lore from an item, um, we've talked about Pabby, like it's just said, getting lore from healing. Um, there's another uh, card in in Emerald that is very um, annoying, I think, that's going to be to deal with in the second set, which is basically you get lore from damage on opposing characters. And so it's um, Team Tactics, is that what it's called? Pack Tactics. And it's gain one lore for each damage um, character's opponents have in play so if they have four damaged characters like you play tinkerbell giant fairy from steel and then you play that card like you get lore from damaged characters so you don't actually have to again quest and so my the point i'm getting at is like the way to win the game has completely shifted like you don't just have to have questers on the board you can have other strategies around it so how do you feel that evolves the game and of those kind of we just talked about what would you you like to play the most, I guess. I mean, I, I think it changes it quite a bit. I think I'm probably going to be doing a, a healing. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a really fun way to do it because you don't ever have to quest. Yeah. Like, you can just challenge into theirs, heal those characters, and get lore. Mm -hmm. like I got that's, that's the idea. I mean, it, I think it makes it way more dynamic, right? Yeah. For sure. The... The capabilities are the, the you know the way that you have to do deal with it today is if you, the opponent has a bunch of characters on the board you have to take them out yep. and if you have to take them out you can't quest and if you can't quest you can't win but and today again in tomorrow's world you can challenge and do a bunch of damage and then play pack tactics off of that and get the questing or the lore off of that you can heal off of that and get more lore from Grand Pabby. I think it I think it just makes it such more of a dynamic game that you're going to be a lot harder pressed to read what your opponent's trying to do. I mean, if you know Grand Pabby's down there, it's going to be heal. But yeah, I, th I think it just makes it a lot more fun and dynamic way to play it versus playing characters and questing. Absolutely. And there's even ways that you could play two of these cards together. You know, you could do, you could have healing or what I've kind of thought about is having Shere Khan, which is whenever one of your character challenges another character, gain one lore. I so forgot you, about him. Yeah. So you could play that with pack tactics um, if you have smaller cards, like one cost, like Sergeant Tibbs and Mini, that'll do one, two damage. Um, but then they're still on the board. Um, so you get pack tactics from that, and then one more from each challenge. 
if, with Shere Khan. If you have two Pabbies, or, or another example, it's like two Shere Khans. If you have two Shere Khans or two Pabbies on the board, if you do said action, does that mean you double the lore you get? I think so, right? I, I mean, and Shere Khan's three cost. Yeah. Um, which is which is crazy. And, I mean, that would be, with that logic, Grandpa, Grandpappy, if you were to do that, would be four lore. That's what I mean. Like, do you, is that... Because if you have two of those on the board and you heal twice... That's I, eight lore, and then they can quest I have a for few another questions. six. I have a few questions for Robinsberger from, from Chapter 2 so far, and that's one of them now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I know none of us are rules experts, and so we can't say, but I, I don't think there's anything that says only one of them. Like, there's nothing that says, like, it activates. It's not like exerting a card. It's not yeah. like, you know, Surfer or Rockstar Stitch, for instance, if you play a card and exert it, you can't exert it twice for two stitches. Yeah. You can only do that action once, but it's you remove the damage and you get two lore. But I don't know, maybe it's since you're removing the damage, it only counts towards one of them. I don't know. I, it, it's interesting because if you have two pavies on the board, that's game over in two turns. I mean, yeah, totally. Like, no no doubt about that. Better have be prepared ready. That's all I'm saying. But Yeah, I mean, and then Aurora's on the board and they give them ward. So, I mean, yeah. who knows? Okay, I have to ask this question since we have uh, the resident, um, not illustrator, but our resident um, artist artist slash logo designer for us. (laughs) Um, Of the chapter two cards, is there one art that sticks out to you? And I'll go to Jake first because, or I can even go first because I know my answer. If you guys want to look, I'm kind of throwing you off the cuff on this one, but... um, Mine, which I don't know, some might agree with, or some may have the same one, some may not. Mine would be Peter Pan's Shadow. So it's I, a. F- I actually agree with that. I do have another one, but so I So it's a that. four cost, uninkable, in Amethyst, and two strength, three willpower, has evasive and rush, so it's a pretty crazy card to begin with. But the card art and the foil alone, with the, the shadows and the shimmering of the stars and the colors in the background, the foil of that one, I'm calling it right now, is going to be the prettiest card. Non-enchanted. Non-enchanted. We don't know what the enchanteds look like yet. I'm calling that's the prettiest non-enchanted card of set, chapter two. I completely agree. Okay, Jake, let's hear what you what do you think about the, the best art from chapter two. Mine is, it's probably one of my favorite cards in chapter two as well, is... Cheshire Cat from the Shadows. Okay, I I, I had I, w- I was gonna peg you on the the Honey Wizard. Still, I didn't know if you shift away from that or not. The Shadows is a really really good card too. I mean, it's like he's kind of there, he's kind of not. Not only that, but it's maybe the best card in the set. Like maybe. if we were to do a tier list right now, I think we'd probably say that one's the best card in the set. I would. I mean. Cinderella's it, up there. It's in it's in the conversation. Cinderella's up there. I think the only thing I have against it is it doesn't always like it's not made like it's not going to add damage itself. No, but that's you know, just if only, you're playing with steel, then you don't need it to add. That's damage. just what I'm saying. Right. That, no, that I hear you. One. It's fair and it's expensive. I mean, it's eight cost. I know it shifts for five, but it's still expensive. So I I I, I agree with that. I think that's a great pick too. Um, but I also think it's a fantastic card. Way more playable than the Peter Pan, my choice. But yep. okay, artist. Let's let's get the real artist's opinion on what the best art is. Personally, I like the zero to hero. Okay, okay. I, we've we've talked about that one in the past. Um, Jake was super convinced that there was going to be like an immortal Hercules because of the background oh, of the card. Yeah. We haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. Only a floodborne Hercules that we're still happy about. 
Yeah, that, that's a pretty good Hercules, but too. But not immortal. I do like the Zero to Hero, too. I think that card is is decently playable as well, so you could see some good ones on there. Um, but, I mean, the art, to your point, is you got lots of things going on in the background. Mm, lots yeah. of stuff that's, that's happening. I, I took way too much from this card when I first saw it, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay, another question. We've, got, we've kind of already answered this um, a little bit, but what is your favorite property to enter the Chapter 2? So, big one would be Seven Dwarfs. We've got uh, Ryan the Last Dragon, which are both big ones. We have Sword in the Stone with Merlin and Madame Mim. They, they've already, they were in Chapter 1. What? Archimedes and Merlin. No, I'm saying like that's a big focus oh, of those cards are a big focus of that property um, going into it. We also have a few more from um, Alice in Wonderland with like Queen of Hearts and a, you know the Cheshire stuff we've already talked about. You've got uh, the Great Mouse Detective, which I know is Jake's answer for his favorite yep. one with Basil and um, all of the shenanigans there. Obviously the villains Jake's more into, and so you're going to have... That aspect of it with, um, Radigan. with Radigan, of course, and yeah. So, and then they had they just released uh, Blue today, which is a really underwhelming card from Jungle Book. Jungle Book, they also said would be a big property, but we haven't seen a ton of those cards yet. Only Shere Khan and Blue's um, character. Only, only Shere Khan and Blue. And King Louis, actually, we just got. Oh, King the King Louis card. We have to talk about that in a second oh. too. The King Louis card is insane. Okay, with that said, what property slash characters are you most excited to see? I'm excited for any duck character. I, and I, fig- I figured that would be your answer. I love DuckTales. That's I figured awesome. that would be your answer. Spencer would go crazy for a DuckTales. Like, Give me a Huey, Dewey, and Louie or Darkwing Duck. Or, I'd be psyched uh, for Darkwing. Launchpad. I, I've seen some people Gizmo campaigning Duck. for Della Darkwing. Duck. I've seen some people campaigning for, um, for Darkwing for sure. So the Daisy I mentioned, that's a really big one that's coming in. I like that one a lot. There is a new Donald um, in Emerald as well. Sleepwalker? I don't really like that one that much. I I mean, the Donald Duck Purple Gentleman, he shifts for three. He has really good stats um, with two strength, five willpower for a four-cost card. He does quest for two as well, but your opponent gets to draw a card at your turn as well, and so that's part of that discard like, synergy that you have to have that if you're going to give them a card, you better be ready to take it away as well. Um, I do love the art on that Donald as well, so... Um, I think that one. And then, yeah, you have the Sleepwalker, which is another good card. Um, I would probably play that one over the other one, but zero strength. Um, but, yeah, so any any Duck characters. I, I should have I did, I should have just said that, but it didn't cross my mind at the time. But, yeah, it's it's um, definitely doesn't shock me that you said that. You also um, have a, a deep-sea diver, Donald Duck. But uh, Oh, yeah. Have you, have you seen the deep-sea the, yeah, the deep diver? That one's a good yeah. one, too. Okay, so... Um, we're getting to the end of this now, so I do want to talk about that King Louis card because that is insane and really yes. goes well with the healing decks and really any amber deck in general because he's such a big body. But did you see the King Louis card I today? Did. So I don't. What was his? What is his strength? I'm, I'm bringing eight willpower. Eight willpower three and strength. three strength. So eight willpower, three strength. Cost seven is inkable. So it's crazy to be inkable. But his ability is is he removes two damage. From himself, or two damage is removed from him anytime a character is banished. So even if somebody else challenges, like let's say King Louis has six damage on him already, somebody else challenges, that removes two damage from him, and then he can challenge into somebody else with low strength to then 
take them out and not die, and then he gets two removed from him because he just banished a character on his challenge. So crazy card. If if two characters, like two separate characters from King Louis, die in a challenge, banish in a challenge, he gets four. Yeah. So if if you try to take, like he can't, like he cannot be challenged and removed. Like I, I just don't see a way because let's say you're Maui, you do six to him, you come in, you do six, you live through that challenge if you're Maui. So you would either have to like shield a virtue, ready back up, challenge him again, but that's you know very situational. And so, ideally, that doesn't happen. So somebody else has to come in and finish him off, I guess. But I mean, you like Maui's the only real count. Maui and Maleficent are the only real like character counters that I see because they don't get banished and they do a ton of damage. Yeah, he's an he's an insane card, and I think he goes incredibly well with the Pavi synergies we were talking about mm-hmm. because. He does passive healing. Yes. You don't have to actively exert or you know play a Rapunzel to heal or exert your Dingle Hopper or your Coconut Basket or your Gumbo Pot or anything. You challenge, he gets healing, you get lore. Like, it's crazy. He's also a royal card. He's a king. Just saying. He's not going to go off my deck, but I'm just saying more to the royals. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. So I, I, I think that I'm glad we remembered that King Lily one because I think that's a crazy one too. But... Um, Okay, so the, yeah, I mean that's that's the chapter two preview. I think I, you know we talked about our decks, talked about some of the new strategies that are going to be involved in the game with the healing and the discard and the the damage you know that you can, or the the lore that you can get from damage. So yeah, I mean there, there's just so many different opportunities now, and I think it's going to really change. And so in the upcoming weeks, we'll be diving into all the new strategies and, and decks and deep dives and everything. So how do you feel about chapter two as a whole right now, Spencer? I think it's great if I can get my hands on it. There you go. That's that's all of us right okay, now. I'm putting him on the spot. You're coming next weekend to play with us, correct? Yes. That's very on non-committal. I gotta see what's going on with the movie. <laughs> so. Oh, hey, so it's very NDA. We don't even really know what's going on um, because he can't tell us. But Spencer is a I don't know, like lead digital artist at this point. Uh, I wouldn't. I have a heavy role in. You're not the, the, the lead digital artist, but all I know is that you're working on a bunch of characters for an animated movie, feature film, like going into theaters. Mm-hmm. I know that I've been told that they're known actors. I don't know which known actors. I know that it's going to be incredible, and all I know is that <laughs> I want to see said movie because I want to see your work. Yeah. So. There you go. Nice plug. Well, yeah, that we can't talk about. Yeah, yeah so at, at some that point, we can't mention the name. At some the point, if you're, if you're listening to this, we will eventually come back and tell you what movie when it when we are told and it's you know when 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 can you t- like when it's announced or when it's released? Or I like, would imagine on a trailer. Okay, so when the trailer comes out, we will tell you what he's worked on and when we find out. But um, he's been super busy on it and all I know is that he keeps getting extra work because he's fantastic. So that's a good excuse is what we're saying. We're trying to say it's a good excuse. Yeah, it's a good excuse but it's also a bad excuse because no excuse is excusable from chapter two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, Well, thank you for hopping in today, man. Thanks for having me. All right, well, we'll see you next week, everyone, and see you on Friday. Again, I think we mentioned this at the beginning but we will be live Friday for the unboxing of Rise of the Floodborne as well. And so check our YouTube channel for all of the unboxings we're doing and we will catch you next time. Thanks. See you guys.